Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. This is Pat Salber with the Dr. Ways In on radio, and I have a very interesting guest with me today, Sean Duffy, who's been a guest with us before. He is the co-founder and CEO of Omada Health. And Sean, welcome. Thank you, Pat. Honored to be here. Uh, well, you had some pretty exciting news this week. Um, why don't you tell us about it? Sure. Yeah, I know uh, we did indeed. So, uh, you know, pleased to share that uh, this week we were selected uh, by Fast Company as one of the world's 50 uh, most innovative companies uh, in kind of the global category, and then number three in healthcare. So, you know, huge, huge honor that took us by surprise, and you know, the whole team is is really thrilled to receive it. Well, you know, I got a link to that from uh, your PR person, and I clicked on it yesterday, and I was just blown uh-huh. away when I saw that you're on the list with, you know, not little companies no one ever heard of. You're on the list with companies like Apple and Samsung and Toyota. I mean, it's an amazing list, um, and even more amazing when I tell people that you actually started the company only four years ago in 2011. So I know we've talked about this before, but I love this story. Uh, if you could just tell us a little bit about how you went from being a Harvard M- MD, <laughs> MBA candidate to the CEO of a startup. Oh, sure, Pat, happy to. Um, and, you know, and just, uh, you know, as a side, when, we, when, when I clicked on that list, too, and saw those companies on there, you know, I felt similarly, you know, r- real honor. It felt like, felt like we had to grow into it a bit. So, uh, you know, inc- incredible, incredible to receive it. Um, so, you know, my background's a mix of tech and medicine. Um, I, I studied neuroscience uh, in undergrad. Um, was always a bit of a technology, uh, you know, geek at heart. I ended up working uh, in tech at Google for a couple of years, um, and then, you know, as you mentioned, went off to medical school. Um, uh, you know, had had a vision back then of wanting to do something in tech needs primary care, and was accepted to and enrolled in Harvard's joint MD MBA program. And um, you know what happened, uh, you know, in that program is they have a requirement that you take an internship that's a mix of business and medicine. Um, I knew some folks at IDEO, the design consultancy, and ended up coming out there uh, to spend a bit of time with them. And, and partway through my time with them, um, you know, was tasked along with a colleague to look at, you know, really um, uh, perhaps more evidence-based or interesting ways to use digital health um, in enterprise, uh, you know, specifically in the chronic disease space. And, you know, lo- long story short, um, we were studying some of the literature and, you know, began talking to some of the folks at the CDC. And, there, you know, there's an effort that was funded in the Affordable Care Act called the CDC's National Diabetes Prevention Program, um, where they've really put forth uh, guidance on, um, you know, how to deliver uh, lifestyle, intensive lifestyle interventions for folks at high risk for type 2, um, you know, to ideally, you know, make an impact on their health. 
um, as well as kind of how to measure if you're successful. And, uh, you know, the one letter on Omada, uh, you know, when we got going was, um, you know, we wanted to see if we could take take their guidance and standards and work to uh, deliver these programs through a different modality, um, you know, and through the Internet. So, so that folks who you know, were convinced, uh, you know, either by them or by the literature in this space that this is, you know, this is something that they wanted to roll out, you know, they could do so at scale through tech. Um, so we've been working at that for, um, you know, like you said, about four years um, and, and still going strong. And I understand that you've had um, some uh, pretty good results recently and that participants in your program called Prevent have actually lost an average of about 5% of their body weight, which um, is what, uh, you know, most of these programs aim for. And unfortunately, you know, a, a lot of efforts that aren't organized like yours aren't successful at achieving. So can you tell us a little bit about, uh, you know, what is the secret sauce of Prevent? Sure. Yeah. You know. Happy to. Um, and you know, it, it, we we do. You know, we really are proud of our results. Um, you know. Also important to note that the, you know the CDC, uh, you know, asked you to report the data by you know through kind of a last observation carried forward measure. So you know, it's not just people that you know did all 16 of 16 lessons and you know logged in every single day. It's not just looking at them to show the five percent. It's really looking at kind of the impact of, of deploying it across a population. Um, uh, you know, and and interestingly, there's no there's no one there's no kind of one silver bullet here. Um, uh, there's, you know, there's a whole lot of ingredients to our secret sauce. Um, and, you know, I remember early on um, uh, talking with one of our advisors, Linda Del Honte, uh, you know, who works at, you know, MassGen and David Nathan's diabetes group, and she helped run, run ops for the original um, diabetes prevention program trial that the CDC effort is based on. And you read through the methods papers behind what it took to uh, deliver results for people, and it was, you know, it's extraordinarily high touch, um, uh, you know, to the point where well, it was really... that's why people said, really, I was in, in exactly. an endocrine fellowship when that came out, and, and people said, oh, that can never be replicated in, in quotes, real life, because it was uh-huh. so high touch and so expensive. Yep, yep, yep. Um, it was super high, t- yeah, it was super high touch. It was basically, um, uh, you know, people helping folks at risk in any any way possible, right? You know, showing up to their house, bringing them through sessions, et cetera. Um, and, you know, if you unpack it even further, the interesting bit is that if you actually study, you know, not just the DPP, but other areas of behavioral science, um, what you tend to find is that the key input for, um, uh, you know, making these programs work is really social connections um, between uh, people who are going through it, and it's really it's it's feeling supported and loved, and and so you know our our task was seeing if it was possible um, to create an environment where the person on the other end of it, um, even though it was digital, really felt that you know everything was there to help them. And, you know, the, the way our program works, um, you know, is actually quite operationally complex, but, but, but pretty interesting in that, um, you know, we take, we take folks who are eligible and we actually match them up based on demographics into small groups. So you're in a group where you have kind of peer support and you can in, be inspired by others who are achieving success. We pair those groups with a health coach. We mail them a digital scale with a cellular chip on it. You know, in it, we kick off groups every Sunday, and then week by week, we unlock lessons, uh, you know, from the curriculum while we mail people packages and change things along the way, and um, you know, really try to create a narrative for someone um, 
And you know what 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 can happen is you put a group on a timeline, and you know if you and I were in a group together, you know all of a sudden we have you know what amounts to is a destination postcard where we can be like, well, imagine you know imagine myself in in 16 weeks, um, and you know and and you can really see that people you know are inspired by one another and and you know get get a you know a fair number of them to very clinically meaningful outcomes. Well, you know, it's very interesting, Sean, because I, I just came back from uh, a two-day conference on patient engagement, uh-huh. and there was all this kind of high-level talk. And uh, I think as I listen to you describe your program, what you've done is solved for patient engagement, right, by by the kinds of processes that you uh, have put into place. So... Um, uh, I, I want to ask you a few other questions. Our time sure. together is a little bit short today. Oh, sure. Uh, but um, I wanted to know, uh, first of all, a little bit about your business model. Um, yep. how, how is it that you're m- making money, and how, how are you charging people? This is the kind of program that would be of great interest to both health plans and employer groups. But they tend to be a little bit skeptical, skeptical about some of these prevention programs. Tell, tell us about um, how you're doing that, the money side of things. Sure, yeah, I know, absolutely. Um, you know, from from our side, we actually decided pretty early on to, to do, you know, performance-based pricing. Um, uh, you know, and there are two reasons for that. One, one, you know, a partner knows that if they're paying for something, it's a meaningful milestone, either engagement or weight loss. Um, and then second, if our product team knows that that's, you know, that's how we get paid, um, we're really, you know, directly incentivized to work to continue to iterate the program because these things are never done. There's always a million details that you want to improve or things you want to think about. Um, so our pricing model is as follows: um, uh, we don't have any any PEPM at all. So you know, we could sign uh, you know a hundred thousand live contract and not make any revenue from it. Um, uh, you know, unless we actually get people in, because that's always step one, right? And um, you know, for us, getting people in, you know, requires, uh, you know, very consumer-forward marketing effort, kind of sharing, you know, more details about the program, really trying to excite someone that it's something that feels valuable and interesting and, you know, beautifully designed um, and, in you know, and just like it would, would fit into their life. That's kind of step one. And then we match people. We pair them with a coach. We mail them, a, you know, our scale and kind of kick them off. And the moment we kick them off, we have an enrollment milestone. Um, and we don't actually charge again until we we get uh, you know the person to nine to sixteen lessons, which the CDC defines as um, uh, the the lesson completion standard um, you know that they've set. So that's you know that's kind of not us um, uh, putting that in, but but really where the CDC asks you to to shoot for from a lesson completion standpoint. Um, and then and then we actually don't make profit um, until we get someone to five percent weight loss. Um, and you know that's verified with with our with our digital scale that has a cellular chip in it. And so it really, really the goal of this is to a get better at what we do, and then b um, you know leave our customers feeling comfortable that you know if they're putting dollars behind this, um, you know it's really having a meaningful impact on their population. And so, who are your customers? Um, you know, it's a mix. It's a mix of um, uh, you know health plans um, and employers, and then a little bit of provider work too. Um, so, you know, on the plan side, um, uh, you know, folks like you know HealthNet, um, you know Blue Cross Blue Shield Louisiana. On the employer side, um, uh, you know, folks like Stanford Hospital uh, for their employees. Um, uh, you know, Via Christi, Iron Mountain, Costco. Um, can you name it? And then, you know, and, and then on the um, provider side, we, you know, we've done some great work with, um, uh, you know, both Kaiser Permanente and and the VA. Well, that's fantastic. So I assume that means you're you're making money as a company. 
Oh, we are. Yeah, we we indeed indeed we are. Um, uh, you know, it's uh, we we keep getting people into the program and 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 we're getting them through and um, uh, you know, working to grow a, a you know large sustainable business where the more people we help, the more money we make. Oh, that's that's fantastic, and I congratulate you on that. Uh, I want I want to talk a little bit about where you're going sure. next. Um, I was over on your uh, website, and I see that you are uh, now expanding to other diseases, and you're using an umbrella term of digital therapeutics, which I like. Uh, and Thanks. so, my question to you is: um, is is this a, an approach? This this name uh, that is um, being reimbursed by, say, CMS or other insurers? Uh, you know, so there's some interesting movement there, and you know the reason uh, you know we we and you know other starting other companies are starting to use the, the term digital therapeutics is because you know functionally what what the program is you know working to do is um, you know help people you know make healthy changes and and you know lose lose weight at the point where it's you know very very you know based on research clinically helpful for them, um, and uh, you know so that's it's almost like commercializing that you know that sort of outcome. Um, uh, the, the you know from a reimbursement standpoint, there's been some interesting news, and in that actually um, uh, you know triggered us to expand our eligibility. So the uh, U.S. Preventive Services Task Force, um, uh, you know, for those who are listening, uh, you know, who don't know that they're they're really the consumer reports for preventive medicine, and they actually rate everything from A to D based on the evidence base uh, to support a preventive service. And they came out with um, a very, you know, spent two years reviewing the lifestyle intervention literature and, and came out with a recommendation that was B-rated, which is very good, um, for lifestyle interventions of the style of DPP. In fact, um, you know, in the implementation section, um, uh, which is where you're supposed to look to figure out how to operationalize it, four of the five paragraphs are about DPP. Um, and And so... The the caveat there is this recommendation, um, uh, you know, looked at these programs and said they're incredibly helpful for folks with prediabetes or, you know, at high risk. They also said that they're very helpful for individuals um, with cardiovascular risk factors. Um, and, you know, and so that, that spurred us to follow this recommendation and expand our program when a client wants it because there's this nuance in the Affordable Care Act in that um, uh, things that the USPSTF rates either A or B actually needed to be, ne- they really need to be part of um, a commercial medical policy. And so that's, you know, conversations around that are starting to happen now. Um, CMS, according to ACA, does not actually have to, uh, you know, follow suit, though Though it will, you know, a rating like that will spur a lot of discussion on, you know, on if this is something that should be part of medical benefit, um, uh, you know, for Medicare. Well, uh, you know, that is really great news, um, not only for Omada, but for all the companies that are uh, really trying to figure out, uh, you know, what is their pathway to success um, in in M Health or digital health or whatever you want to call this very interesting space that we're all hanging out in. Um, we only have just a few seconds left, so I thought, um, Sean, what I'd have you close with just briefly is sure. um, you had a very rapid trajectory from startup to success. Uh, what are a couple of key success factors for uh, other startups? We've got you know, I seconds. honestly think it's it's six seconds it's team first you know full stop um you know if you can build a team where you have kind of full trust in them you know surprising you with with just being amazing um you know dramatically increases your probability of success 
Well, okay. So thanks very much, Sean. I was actually going to ask you uh, if you were going back to medical school anytime soon, but I probably <laughs> can answer that question for you. <laughs> I just It's funny. I just had dinner um, uh, um, you know, with the dean of HMS, and he and I were joking. So maybe, maybe at some point later, later in life, but not right now. Yeah, the first uh, first guy to drop out, uh, you went in your 20s, I guess, and go back maybe in your 50s or 60s, who knows. Well, thank yeah, you very exactly. much, Sean. I want to congratulate you on everything you've accomplished and uh, for the great results that you're achieving and the important work that you're doing. Thank you very awesome. much. Thank you so much, Pat. All right, bye-bye. Ryan here and I have a question for you what do you do when you win like are you a fist pumper a woohooer a hand clapper a high fiver I kind of like the high five but if you want to hone in on those winning moves check out Chumba Casino at ChumbaCasino.com choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes there are new game releases weekly plus free daily bonuses so don't wait start having the most fun ever at ChumbaCasino.com no purchase necessary VGW group void prohibited by law see terms and conditions 18 plus